0: Hey, here we go. Welcome to the Late Night Cypher with Tank and Smitty Shut out no, all right. Late Night Cypher <laughs> with Tank and Smitty. We are here once again for you guys. Uh, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, like always, uh, we really appreciate you, whether it's one person or whether it's a hundred but it's never been a hundred so but one day maybe one day we will get there but uh we welcome stacy back again she's going to be a new member of the team and and be part of the show weekly uh we've kind of felt for a while that we needed a female presence on the show especially because a lot of the issues and the things that are going on right now are female related and we want to basically shove it in your face uh, so you can't come back and say, well, you're just men, and how would you understand? Well, we got another element to the show as well, so you can't really say those things. And so uh, we have more unity, uh, per se, a little bit of more of a balance, and I think it's going to be great. Um, and so, Stacy, thanks for being here, and thank you guys for tuning in, whether it's late or it's live. And Tank, how are you doing this week, man? How's your week going? on uh, Friday, tomorrow, what's up? Oh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow man. It's
1: it's been a good week, but it's been a lot of detail at work, a lot of stuff going on, all good stuff, but just keeps me super busy. The days are going by real fast. Uh but it's all good. I'm here, I'm alive, I'm drinking home brewed beer and we're on the podcast. So all is well. Um but yeah, no, I can't can't complain. I'm working on a couple of new paintings and uh, working on a new beer that I'm brewing this weekend and planning out my next one for the weekend after and uh, making another batch of mead soon. So all is well, man. Got a lot of good things coming.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. I can't wait to see that. And then, you know, I got that label. I'm creating a label for uh, Tank's Beer. And then that's the goal, right? The goal, the ultimate goal is for, for us to start a brewery, restaurant. We both like to cook. Tom's making the beer, so maybe this show, eventually you look down the road and you see that success story and it's going to be us, guys that start a podcast and then like we do the podcast live and then we're kicking out food and brews too at a location out west somewhere. So you never know, man. You have to have goals in life, right? You got to have things that you want to achieve and look forward to. And they're not just simple goals. I want to shoot for the stars. I only get to live this thing once. So we'll see how it goes, how it progresses down the line. But no, that's that's great that you got the brews going. And uh, Stacy, what's up? How you doing over there? How's your day going? How's your week been going so far?
2: My week has been amazing. Just doing my thing, you know, working out, eating really bad. I'm still trying to find a balance. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to find a balance. So right now it's working out really hard, but um, my eating habits are still bad. Really busy with my kids. You know, they're in summer right now and they're not in summer camps. I'm just trying to find activities to do for them and all that kind of stuff and then i'm also excited to be here again i didn't know i was coming back (laughs) so that's exciting and then tomorrow i'm going to a party and i'm excited about that because it's going to be really fun we're playing um i forgot i think it's called something humanity
0: uh what is it cards against humanity yeah cards against Humanity. yes
2: and i've never played it but i heard really good stuff about it
0: Mm, that'll be fun
2: a lot of alcohol too
0: yeah no a fun it's a fun game to play for sure if you got a few people there i just don't have a social life anymore so i don't get to do those (laughs) things
2: oh man you'll get
0: there (laughs) you'll get there.
2: (laughs) yeah i
1: hope so you gotta shoot for those goals man you gotta gotta shoot for for the stars oh we
2: have this this is awesome i like this
0: But, no, yeah, thanks for joining you. We had such a good reception with you on the last time. And then, again, uh, for the people that are just joining us, you know, we wanted to have a female dynamic that was on, too. Um, to kind of balance out some stuff and plus you're a fun individual to talk to um, we didn't want anybody lame and shit like that so uh, <laughs> it, it, It's definitely good to have like an actual bounce on the show So um, it's gonna be exciting some of the different things that we're gonna be doing moving forward um, With that being said let's talk about censored content a little bit because it's something that like I've been seeing a lot across the internet because I have friends Uh, that post stuff that get blocked all the time and their their pages get banned and they have to like be all what is it for 30 days or whatever the hell it is and um you know you had created we talked about asmr last week if you people don't know what it is just look it up really quick um but you got banned for a video that you posted even though you explained what it was like explain to us like how that happened like how your content was blocked and like what it was about
2: so, I like to do different things on my channel. I've always been very different. I like to do weird shit, um, things you normally wouldn't do, and that's the route that I took. So, my video was basically um, a shit, like a turd, and <laughs> I was supposed to eat this shit, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, I made this delicious looking pile of shit, you know, out of chocolate and peanut butter, Um And it got so many views, I guess people just started flagging me because they thought it was really disturbing. And, you know, I like to get creative. It's all about entertainment. It's not to take a, you know, um, it's just to get a laugh. And if you get offended, I just don't feel like you should go to the extreme to put my video down. Like, I know it's silly and it's disgusting for some people, but I get creative and that's what I do. So now you're getting my videos taken down. So now you're fucking with me. And have right. pisses me off. It was about to be, it's just fun. So I got banned from YouTube for a week and uh, Facebook took it down because they said either it was really disturbing or maybe somebody saw a nipple or something. It could have been anything. You know, they name all the list of things right. that could be. So it was really supposed to be a fun, exciting video, but um, I guess somebody's just flagging me, and it just got taken down. So I can't even post this video. Like, if I post it on here, this will probably get taken down. I'm pissed. Haters.
0: Yeah. That, that kind of sucks. It's like um, even when you – which is kind of weird if you think about it. When you think about censorship, it's like it's one thing if you were, like, eating regular shit, which it really shouldn't matter anyways because it's not like you're harming anyone but yourself. You know, if yeah. you want to eat a shit, then go ahead, eat a shit. I don't really care. But at the same time, for it to actually not be a shit and just have it be, like, a creative – type of artwork type of thing. Like Pete, listen, we have to start being a little bit more of accepting of who people are like this whole cookie cutter world. Like I do this and we go there and my friends look like this and everyone does that. We have to kind of just knock that out because I think we need to individualize our experiences on earth because we only get to live at one time. And so I feel like it's not just one person. There's a lot of people that enjoy doing a bunch of different things. Let them do it, especially when they're not doing anything wrong. And you're seeing a lot more. Like you're seeing even things where people just have opinions, and they're getting banned or taken down from certain things, which is cause a huge issue. You know what I'm saying, Tom?
1: Yeah, I, there was something going around like um, if if you posted something positive about like Alex Jones on Facebook, that they would they would turn your post and send you a message and say this post is only viewable by you, meaning right. they don't they don't put it out there for anybody else to see it because. It goes against what they want everyone to see. Um, so I, I wonder, like, what it, what it is. And I and there was uh, I listened to a podcast about it, and they were talking about how like AI looks for like trigger words or or certain things. And I wonder, I wonder if it's trigger words. I wonder, like, if here here's an example. I wonder, Stacy, if you did a video where you ate shit that looked like a poop emoji would that get taken down you know because it's like a cartoon and everyone uses that emoji Ah, you know with a smiley face like would would that get taken down but i i I think you had the face mask on too so it made it look even more realistic so i think that i think that people saw that flagged it they were offended by it and and then i guess maybe if you get enough flags and they they're forced to look into it and remove it and yeah. I just think like if if you're if I'm offended by something, I'm gonna move along, right? It ain't it's not for me. Right. I'm just not gonna watch it. I'm gonna shut the video off. But a lot of people have that. Um, you know, it's like the outrage culture, the recreational outrage we talked about before. You get offended, you're looking uh, for a reason to be upset. Then now you've got your reason. You go out there. You, you flag the video, you tell all your friends, you won't believe what I saw, this, and then I reported her, and everyone's like, good for you, you know, and they get those, like, moral points, you know, and I think yeah. people look for that, and and I think they, they get a sense of, like, maybe maybe some people that do this, you know, you, you get a lot of people on social media that are haters, and it's like that's their sense of self-worth, by by shitting on somebody else, and by diminishing something else that somebody put out, uh, whatever it might be, it makes them feel better about themselves, and uh, I I think that's a problem with the individual. But it, those individuals are also the loudest people too. Yeah. So they're all, they're you know they're out there they're making a loud making a big stink about it, big stink no pun intended. But like it's just I find it to be uh, gross because it's it's a funny video. I found it funny. I thought it was hilarious when <laughs> you see the stuff like in your teeth and it was like oh man it was kind of I gross know. too but it was like it's funny it's like it's comedy right yeah so like you know the that's folk. like um when, when you go to a comedy show and you get offended and you get the hecklers you know it's like nah get get those people out of here man they don't need to be yeah. here
2: you're,
1: you're here for comedy you're here for a show and and uh if someone doesn't like it they just don't have to go that's my view
2: that's my yeah. view too
0: yeah, it's, cra- it's crazy to think that they did that to you, you know, that they just removed it like that and they keep removing it. And it's it's kind of scary because they tailor it. It's kind of like you're tailoring how social engagement is. And to me, that's like a huge issue because, you know, that's how you start to form control. You know, we start to break out of these forms of control over time only to put ourselves right back into it. And this is how we communicate. And so now there's rules of engagement into how we communicate because we don't offend people. Um, But in a way, taking down a bunch of people's stuff is also offensive too, because you feel like you don't have rights. And every time someone takes down a form of communication, every time someone takes down a a piece of artwork um, because they find it offensive, it just keeps tallying, keeps building a mentality that we can control. We can control what you say. We can control what you do, and um, I just don't think that's right. I think we really need to focus and look at that moving on in the future, uh, and see what happens. But um, let's, it really—it really is—it
1: really, really is, really is kind of like a form of control. Yeah. Right. You know, because it's like, well, if if you don't if you don't uh, abide by the rules and our guidelines, you won't be able to post anything. And um, that's it. So then you have to then, then you have to adjust who you are and what you're doing to, to abide yeah. by the rules. you know and that, that ain't right. That's not cool. There, right. There's a lot of debate about it. we won't get we can we can get super deep into it. I don't think we're <laughs> gonna do that today, but uh, it shit's annoying. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it is annoying because the form of control comes in the social aspect of it because you know that you have an avenue as a platform that is essential to people's everyday life. And I don't know, I don't care what anybody says, Facebook is an essential part to a lot of people's lives. To their businesses to their communications with their friends and their family to their entertainment so there's a reason why it's big as it is you know you have that friend that doesn't have facebook they're like i don't have facebook it's fucking stupid you're like all right bro like so you're the one guy that's not on facebook you're the one chick that doesn't have a facebook account and most of the time at the end of the day they wind up relenting and starting one anyways eventually and getting addicted like everybody else does because it's just A wave of communication. People don't talk as much when they go to bars because they have other avenues. And then again, people want to tailor. They want to go on ASMR pages and hang out with that community and talk to that community because that's what makes them happy. People want to go on a Republican or a Democratic page and talk to people that have like-minded opinions that if you walk in maybe to your town square or your bar or your event or your party or whatever, they're not going to hear you in the same fashion. So it's just people finding other people to kind of get together and have discussion and talk and be like-minded and knowing that they know that they have this social control where they have this platform and so now they start carving their way into everybody's lives saying oh you can't do this and you can't do that and now you have like where uh if you enter certain keywords your post will drop lower into the feeds so not that many people get to see it so then that's how they have a way of controlling it without looking like they're like the overseers that are cutting people's posts down. You know, you mentioned Alex Jones, you hashtag Alex Jones, and in the way it's spread out through the algorithm is a lot less than a lot of other, you know, uh, hashtags or a lot of other things that are tagged into videos. And so it's interesting to see how moving forward, because you have a lot of other countries like China and Russia and tons of other places where – uh, certain Facebook, uh, Instagram accounts aren't allowed or they're watched or they're censored. And people think just because this is, is America the way it is now doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. And all it takes is an administration, uh, a president, and, uh, and a, or a change or a wave of, uh, of of people and how they think moving forward that can totally disrupt how we communicate and how we interact with people. And so when you see people fighting against censorship, when you see people fighting against these types of things, you know, encourage them because they're fighting for your right to be able to speak. And in a lot of places in the world, you're not able to do that. So people should keep that in mind for sure.
2: Exactly.
0: Um, But with that being said, let's move on into something, I guess a little bit lighter. Uh, (laughs) Let's start talking. (laughs) uh, I'm taking a sip of my drink. Um, Let's, oh, yeah. talk, check, check, check. <laughs> let's talk. let's talk about um some horror movies really quick cuz the one thing that I've been seeing Woo! over the over the last few years is I've seen horror movies kind of dominate and kind of like take over older franchises and redo everything with some success and with some failure but one of the things I was thinking about is like are we even can we really be scared anymore i mean have, do horror movies still have the same effect on you that they did in the past, and you know, do they scare you in the same way? Because, you know, you know, a lot of like horror movies are centered around religion, like with demons mm-hmm. and devils oh, and stuff. Yes. And that's becoming yes. less and less prominent amongst people who think that you know religion is just complete hogwash. You know, whatever their personal opinion is, you are losing that element. And, and then you, you know, with the CGI and the everything, there's like a sense of realism, but a sense of fakeness to it too. And You know, we see everything. We see the murders. We see the killings. We see all this news across the pathways. Can we be scared anymore? Do you think that that – I I feel like every scary movie, it's, like, criticized because it's corny, but it's corny because I think that a lot of people just don't get scared anymore, and so that's why they think it's corny. You know what I mean? It's like – they're like, oh, what is this?
2: It is not corny.
0: Well, I think
1: think a lot of the old horror movies, right – they were scary back then, and they're, they're trying to remake them now to make them sort of relevant to today, but for me, I think the the horror movies have to change with the times, right? Some of the scariest stuff that I watch now is, like, if you go to Netflix, you, you turn on Black Mirror, right? Right. That's kind of scary, because it's relevant to the times, because a lot of the stuff on Black Mirror, if you haven't seen it, it's a series on Netflix, I think. Black Mirror. I think. Me- th- think a season just came out it's either season four or five but it's kind of like um the modern day twilight zone so they they take things for example um there's uh i think the episode's called metalhead and you know we everyone's afraid about ai and if it's going to take over or whatever well there's these little like uh, you know spoiler alert if you haven't seen it you should see it but too bad there's like these little metallic ai dogs that are hunting humans down and, and it's like, when you really sit down and if you can think about it, it's, it's not that far off, right? Because you see those robots made by um, Boston Dynamics, those dogs that are running around, and then yep. you see Black Mirror come out. Or you see, uh, for example, you see um, there's another episode where you have a social status, and it actually, like, like an avatar in a video game, it floats above your head, and everyone can see it. And if all your interactions with somebody, you could vote them up or vote them down. And oh, shit. And it's like, yeah, so so then, like, then, like, you start doing things and, and people think you're crazy, and then then they start voting you down, and you're walking around, and everyone's staring at you because you got, like, a one rating, and everyone else has a 10, and they're like, oh, this person's crazy. You know, it's kind of similar to, like, where if a rich person goes through um, uh, a poor town, and they see right. all the homeless people talking to themselves. They're like looking at them, like what? What the fuck's wrong with this person? So it's kind right. of similar to that. Um, but then, like, I think it's in China where it really happened. Like, if you go and you you buy alcohol, your your value goes down as a human being. Look into that because it's what? really weird. That's so crazy. Yeah. So you know, it's the classic thing where it comes out on a video. It's sci-fi and and it's all it's weird because a lot of sci-fi stuff winds up coming true you know so it's like is it is is that is the sci-fi idea breeding the idea for it to come into fruition or like i i don't know man it's really really weird shit. but to me that's the scary stuff like when i was a kid friday the 13th was scary
0: you right. know uh, <laughs> nightmare
1: on elm street was scary
0: yeah, that's uh, true. I,
1: I, dude, I used to have dreams that Jason was chasing me, dude. I remember they were very vivid. Like, I would be asleep, and then he's chasing me, and everywhere I looked, he's right there. You know, and then th- that stuff was scary to me. But now, you go back and watch it now, it's super corny. You're like, man, right. this is bullshit. You know, and then then the new movies come out, and, and it's just remakes of the old stuff. Nothing recently has been really scary to me, but I, I, what is it about us? We keep searching for that, man. Like, I want yeah. I want a movie to scare the shit out of me. I want to be <laughs> What's wrong with me? What's wrong with us as right. human beings? You know, we keep hunting for that. But I I don't know, man. I mean, Chucky's coming out soon. I'm going to go watch it. Hopefully yeah, it's not a disappointment. Me too. But, um, I don't know. What, what do you think, Stacey? What do you think about the horror movies? Well, she
0: loves horror movies. I know that. Yes,
2: so. <laughs> yes. let me tell you something. So I started watching horror movies at five. That's really fucked up because you're not supposed to do that to a child, but that's just the way that it happened in my house. And what I started noticing was as I'm seeing these horror movies as I get older, I started having like, I mean, nasty, scary thoughts and dreams. Because remember, a lot of these movies are super dark, like The Exorcist, super demonic, what happens to that little girl. Um. I Started watching interview with the vampire Freddy Krueger like all these crazy scary movies and you start getting addicted to them Like you want that scare that fear, you know, the suspense when are they gonna come out? What the hell is going on? It's like it's feeding into you and it's like now you're like getting addicted so With the new movies if you're already expecting what you didn't know before of course, you're not gonna get scared Of course, you're gonna be like, oh, this is so boring but if you're a true horror fan and you go in there and think, "Wow, they did a really good job. This is awesome. What if this happened in real life?" It's pretty awesome and pretty scary. I know um Rob Zombie. He's pretty scary because he uses what happens today with like violence and like gory murders. Like he uses realistic shit in his movie. So I appreciate Rob Zombie. I don't know if you guys seen his films, but they're pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. Like have you guys seen Rob Zombie's
0: Yeah, they're intense.
2: of thousand, thousand Corpses like The whole mind behind that sick shit is crazy. Like, come on. This shit really happens in other countries, and he's putting them in the film. Like, that's fucking scary, you know? Like, you guys got to – like, people need to stop judging horror movies so bad.
1: I think they tried to – what's up? Didn't Rob Zombie direct the newer versions of Friday the 13th? Who did that?
0: Not – no, not – no, 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 not eating – He didn't do the he didn't do the newest one. Uh, Actually, Danny McBride, the comedian, actually did the newest Halloween with uh, somebody else, and that to me was better than any of the Rob Zombie. Not
1: Halloween. I'm talking about Friday the Thirteenth, because there was you know you had the old the the old movies, and then Hmm. you had a couple new ones that came out.
0: Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure think, if he did any more. I think he might have,
1: maybe. I could be wrong about
0: that, but I any, thought I he did know, the anyway. Halloween one. I thought Rob Zombie did one of the Halloween oh, I mean, where Oh, maybe he, he yeah, did. I could I be wrong think about he that. Did. Yeah, he, yeah, he tried yeah, to change it. Yeah. But to me, the newest one is the best because they really captured like the music, and the like to me um you know as an artist like i look at things like typography um and and how lettering is formed and how shadows and how you you could set a vibe and a theme with 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 how you use music and how you use different things and they kind of kept like that old vintage uh horror movie type of entrance and music and all that kind of stuff and they really to me revived the series i really enjoyed the latest uh halloween movie that came out I think they did like a really good job and it, it, was, and it wasn't overly gory. It was just enough, um, mm-hmm. with, you know, the strengths of, of Michael Myers and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think that for me personally, like horror films, like they freaked me out too. I watched them when I was a kid, especially like the Freddy ones. And, oh, my God. and those destroyed me. But like, I always came back, like Tom said, wanting more. I think that's maybe ingrained in us like that genetic fear, because like for most of most of our history, we've always been in fear and not even like when we were cavemen and stuff. I mean, even leading up to like World War Two and like, and for some people, it's still a reality today in the world. But like, there's that sense of fear that gets spread when you talk about <laughs> epigenetics and How, like, you know, there's certain things that get passed on through the DNA within memory. And I think fear has been something that's been passed down because you have to have a sense of fear. You have to be aware because there are things that are trying to kill you in the wild. There's things out there that are trying to, you know, armies and different things over time that's went on. So fear has always been ingrained within the human, I guess, body. And I think that we kind of almost long for it because as things get more... And more cushy for us, you know, we're living in the greatest time to be alive, right? I mean, it's uh, we've never seen so many religions, races, and and ages come together and do different things. I mean, don't get me wrong. We have problems across the world and, and different ideologies that clash. But for the most part, we this is the best time to be alive in human history. And as things get cushier and cushier, we still have these genetic things that are in our body that are going to have to find these outlets. And I think horror is one of those things that people kind of go to subconsciously and they don't even realize it and then you have people that just appreciate the art like Stacy said appreciates how they build the sets and put the story together and the mindset behind how they make these movies and I'm the same way And and I like I think horror movies can thrive I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's kind of corny. I feel like they've done it before, you know. But I think that horror movies can thrive in this day and age because of the technology. You know, when you may you maybe watch some of these, like, special effects. Like, when you watch the very first Freddy movie, the very first, um, like, it's just that pool scene when he's by the pool and he's chasing the kids. It's so yeah. corny. Like, he looks mad corny. The whole thing is whack. <laughs> But as the series went on, it, it got better. The problem is where I think that horror movies get screwed is the plot. A lot of uh, – even even indie horror movies, they focus more on the gore and the, uh, the prosthetics of the, the, the actual demon or the bad thing. And they don't focus more on the acting and the script. I think that the successful movies – the horror movies recently when you look at the script and 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 how the endings are uh, the, you don't need to me in this day and age need the gore as much as you need a good story like you you know what scares me the most when I watch a horror film is the ones that you know they don't have the exorcist with the the vomit and they're all demoned out it's the ones where they're having the conversation like normal people and then maybe their eyes flicker over for a second as they're talking to someone, you're like, "Oh shit, it's in there." Like, the, like you know, the subtle, <laughs> the subtle thing. Yeah, you're like, "Yo, it's yeah. in there. What's gonna happen right now?" You know, and then all of a sudden, you might see like an arm like contort or some shit. You're like, "Oh, it's <laughs> pop off," you know, like it, it. And like, it doesn't have to be heads chopping off for that like ash and the evil dead like the comedic style because horror can also be comedy as well like there's like the straight up horror films and then there's like the comedic horror films that get you kind of laughing like and, and to me evil dead is like a perfect example of like a comedic horror film that like you can get a lot of laughs but it also has like that factor to it especially as it went and moved on uh in the series but um, I, I love it, man. I think horror films are awesome. I just think that they need to focus more on the plots, you know? Yes. Yeah, it's also – Yes. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's also – you, know
1: you know what? Sometimes – all right, I watch this movie. I can't remember the series. I wish I could I could remember. I watched it on Netflix. But it's like they were they were putting out um, – I, I think it was on Netflix. They were putting out a movie like every month, different plots. So it was like the same director but different films. And – I was watching it with my wife, and we were like, oh, we're going to watch this movie because the trailer looked super creepy. We're like, oh, yeah. But, you know, they blew their wad because they put all the creepy shit in the trailer, and then the movie wasn't creepy at all. So that got me thinking, (laughs) well, what if there's a movie that's advertised as not creepy? And then when you start watching it, then you're, like, super freaked out because you're not expecting it. And then it's a a true horror movie because you go in thinking it's, like, a drama or – or whatever and then it's a, like soup like I don't know you got you got to give it like 10 15 minutes and then dive in deep like with 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 the uh, with you know cuz there's there's people that believe that there's humans that are reptiles right you start throwing that stuff in there like Danny said with the, with the eye flicker or you know maybe yep. the, the the throat starts moving weird and you start seeing like a tongue slipping out of the corner of the of the mouth and then then that starts getting people thinking right and then it's, it, I think the horror movie, the the key. And I'm not a film guy. I'm not a director. I'm not into all that. But I think the key is to get people thinking. It's about what you don't see. It's almost like you got to play the imagination. Not once, because once you show it, it's done, dude. Right. Once you show it, you're like, all right, okay, I know what it is. So it's like you got to kind of not show it throughout the whole film. Maybe even. At the ending, you still don't show what it is, and then you set yourself up for the sequel. But um, I think you know, a lot of horror movies are misadvertised. A lot of stuffs like, yo, yeah, you're expecting it to be scary, so you go into it kind of on guard anyway. Yeah. And then <clears throat> then it doesn't it doesn't pan out, and you're like, oh, this movie sucked. But maybe if you had a different mindset going yeah. in, it might have been better. You know, I don't know.
0: And here's the thing about that, right? That's not even the director. That's, like, the the company that does that because they did that to M. Night Shyamalan with The Village. Like, that movie that was, was awesome, and it was super it. creative because not a lot of people were doing stuff like that. And, I mean, the movie's been out long enough, so I'm not even going to say spoiler alert, but I just said it, so there it goes. But, I mean, it's one of those things where basically you think it's a horror film and there's these, like – Uh, demons or wolves or whatever that are in the woods and it's like this small like Amish looking town and like and there's this blind woman that's in there and like she ventures out into the woods and stuff and it's 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 a slow movie but it's well shot it's the acting is phenomenal and at the end, you wind up finding out that they were actually doing a test experiment on those people and that it was a group of scientists, which were the teachers and the leaders in that community, but they were scientists and they decided to do an experiment to find out like how people would react if you started society over again without outside influence. And I thought it was such a great <clears throat> idea because it, cha- it challenged and it changed The whole view of you as that person because you become that character when you're watching a movie right you become the person that you're watching and it's like it's a total shift in the dynamic that you were just not expecting because all of the trailers made it seem like it was a horror film it was like all this scary shit and ah this and that and then the movie happened and it was all dialogue and it was all like that And people like this movie sucked and i'm like dude this movie is great this is just an example of a production company company trying to get a wow factor out of the people that are seeing the trailer to get them to come see the movie. And then and then they get in there, and then they're like, oh, okay, well, listen, we gave you the M. Night Shyamalan charm. You should have been happy with that. Because M. Night always tries to have those twists in his movies. Only the horror group people came out thinking that, that this was going to be a scary movie, and it just wasn't whatsoever. And so – i think that's that's really is a huge problem when it comes down to not just horror films but movies in general where where they show and then like you said there's also some movies i you actually see the trailer and then you go see the movie and you're like i could have just saw the trailer and i would have been okay with that and i think i saw the whole fucking movie <laughs> like you know what i mean yeah. you ever see you, ever, you guys ever see something like that where you watch a movie like a trailer and you're like I literally could have just watched the trailer because that was exactly what the movie was and I got to see some pretty Yeah, Yeah, the whole
2: movie. You watch the whole movie, that's in like a minute.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I'm good to go. Like I got the whole fucking thing. I can break it down and everything. Can I get a discount? Right?
2: <laughs> yeah. That'd be so cool.
0: But but on another on another factor, let's let's get into another topic that we want to talk about. And we'll start let's start from a female perspective because I had a lot of female friends growing up, and because mostly because females have a hard time, it seems making friends with other females. But now you being oh, a, shit. now you being a female adult, like why is it so hard to? And you think in your opinion to meet friends, uh, both female and male, but I guess female friends you could start with, you know.
2: Well, first of all, I think it's so hard because I fucked up as a child, so there goes my chance. And now that I'm older, I feel like I'm way fucking behind to even talk to somebody. Like, I was a little anti-social fucker, so I think that was just the way that I grew up. But actually, there's a lot of really friendly kids. If anything, I feel like it's easier when you're a child to make a friend because it's harder when you're older because people become a certain type of way because of everything that they've been through. That they just don't even want to fuck with you no more. They're like, this person's gonna be a problem. I'd rather just be by myself and be happy and not have to deal with nobody. Because when I become friends with somebody, now problems start happening or it depends who you meet. Usually the person you meet is a psycho, like it's a lot of you know, shit going out there.
0: Tom, what's your opinion on that? Oh man. Um, it's mm. tough to meet people
1: as an adult. It, it is, because, you know, you could go out and meet, meet people at bars and, and whatever. Um, I, I've met some, some cool people as an adult, you know. Um, in, in, my, in my job, I'm the manager, so I really can't um, – I mean, I could, but I choose not to really spend too much time um, being friends with my employees outside of work. I think, you know, there's a balance there. Every once in a yeah. while, you should get out so they know you're human, Right but, but you, you can't really be friends with those people and I feel like when you're older that's where you meet people at work you know right. and for me that's just not a luxury right um, but you know some some of my tenants I meet and I wind up becoming friends with them and you know we you know I, I'd, I'd like to do barbecue sometime at work and, and have everyone get together and talk and stuff but it really is hard to find a close friend as an adult and I, I I don't really know why, I guess, you know, kind of like what Stacy said, you know, people grow up a certain way, they become a certain person, and they have their own set of views. And I feel like I feel like when you're younger too, you're less judgmental. Right. And so so you accept everyone. Like for me, I always I try we we're, we're all guilty of it, but I try to not be judgmental because everyone was a child at one time and a baby and grew up. And, you know then they they became whoever they are based on the experiences they were given or where they were born in you know so so some people are, are certain ways and and maybe you don't you're not compatible with that but I think if you keep an open mind as an adult um, it's better and easier to find someone to kind of fit in with you you know it's tough though because I mean, where, where, where do you meet people, right? Because right. most of the time, if you're, if you're married and you have kids and um, you go to work, so you go to work, you come home, um, that's it. That's your life, you know, and, and not saying it's a bad life, but that's, that's your wheelhouse, you know, that's where you're at. So you, um, you don't really get a chance to go out and socialize much, um, but I think it's important even if, even if you are married and have kids, you should still go out and still meet people, Um, like I, I've met people out at, at local breweries that I I found out that were really cool and wound up being friends with them on Facebook because we're part of the same group, you know, part of the same, uh, Tracy craft brew beer group. So we talk back and forth and I post stuff about the beer I make and they comment on it. So it's kind of a, that's kind of cool. Um, but you got to really find like a niche, like a group that you can join and, and you got to find people that like the same stuff that you like. That's the key. And that's yeah. hard, man. That's hard because normally the only adults you meet are like if you go to a kids birthday party or <laughs> or you know you you volunteer at the school and you meet people. That's that's the only way you really meet people or you join a group on Facebook. I mean, it's just tough like you, you just don't meet people the same way as a kid. That's just Yeah, and it,
0: and it's hard too because, you know, now the social structures of how people meet are completely different now. Now you don't go to a bar to socialize and meet people like, you know, when there, before there was no internet, you had to go out to socialize. Like if you wanted to date someone, you couldn't just go on an online site. You had to actually go out and dance and go out and do different things within like the place that you live. Now you don't have to necessarily do those things, you know? So it's hard to meet friends in that manner. And then, you know, everyone's weary, like worried about like, you know, uh, is this person going to kill me? Are they going to rape my kids? Or like, right? Uh I mean, like that as an adult, because you see so many things that happen, that happens around you, and you start getting worried. And so especially as an adult, and then like you said, Tom, like you start putting like judgment into it sometimes. And you might look at someone and then you're like, I don't know, man, there's a vibe, you know, there's a vibe that's coming off. And meanwhile, they could be like the most harmless people. And then, you know, I think that that's why it's so important when you're a young person, like when you're a kid, to form bonds and relationships with people. Because here's the thing, when people know you before you know yourself, I think that's really important. Uh, it, it Sometimes it, it, it hurts because there's mean people that take advantage of you because they know you before you became who you are. And so they take advantage of that. They twist things uh, and manipulate you and do different things like that. But there's also a very genuine love of knowing someone when you're a child and then you're still friends with them as an adult because it creates like a family aspect in a sense where it's like you know who this person is you know their family you know their background you grew up through their hard times and their good times so you know what type of person they are and as an adult it's hard to form those relationships when you got to go to work every day when you have kids when you have a wife. When you have like, you know, certain things you do, maybe you work out and you do this and you have certain interests. And then there's certain people that don't like your interests. So it's hard to see them. And so your life becomes very tailored as an adult. So you have to, I think as an adult, have the willpower and the openness to put yourself out there and experience new things. Because how many people that you know, and I know tons of people, including my family, who, you know, they won't even, you be like, hey, you. I'm going to Brooklyn to go to a brewery and go to a local BBQ spot. You want to go with me? I don't know. It's too far. I don't feel like going right now, blah, 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 this, and that. And there's always something for a reason why someone can't do something. And it's sad because you're like, I love this person and I want to spend more time with them. But I got to go out and see the world, man. I got to talk to people. I got to see different things if I can, you know, with the best ability that I have. I may not have much money, but I want to do something with it when I have it. Because you don't know when you're going to die. So I want to communicate. I want to form relationships and bonds that when I move on later on in life, I may be able to use, uh, you know, not only for my, you know, personal gain, but for, like, just leisure to meet new people and learn new things. And so I think as adults, we get bitter, too. I've seen this from a lot of people. A lot of people are bitter because their life didn't turn out a certain way. Well, hey, listen, I think that's mostly everybody. There's things in their lives that didn't turn out a certain way. You still have to have that attitude. Like me, most people are so bitter. Like, why even try? Why do I even try? What is the point? Well, there's a lot of points. You're gonna live beyond 30, 25, 40 years old. Hopefully, you're gonna live another 20, 30 years. And if you change your mindset, you change your approach and how you, you know, you you want to live your life. You can meet some interesting people, mm-hmm. and that can change your life in multiple different ways. Stacy, I know you have a workout group, right? You, that you do uh, once a week or a couple times a week where you guys all meet up and work out and shit, like, right? Like that's, yeah, you've met some people
2: do that. we do. And, and the thing is we give the classes for free as well. It's just for all of us to get together and we actually are so happy and positive and we meet all sorts of strangers, all ages, young people, middle age. It just, it's really an amazing positive group. It's all about positive vibes and coming together and not judging anybody. That's a, it's a no judge group and we just open everybody with open arms. You guys know I believe strongly in that. So that's what the the group is also about as we're also working out and getting healthy together and just living a great life and hopefully a really long one.
1: Yeah, you know it's gro- you know gross, man. That just brought something up. Like you know like some people will see like you got someone overweight on the side of the road running and people are like, "Oh, look at that fat ass running." Like Man, fuck that. That pisses me off. I know, off. Mm-hmm. Good, and good, good for they're that person. You know exactly. You know why? Because they're out there trying to do something, and everyone else is sitting on their ass talking shit. You know, dang, the, the, key, talking the keyboard shit. warriors, man. So exactly. uh, I, I really, I really try to make a conscious effort not to judge people. Uh, okay. Like I said, we all do it, but you gotta, you gotta let that go. And actually, once you, once you realize you're doing it, and you can admit it. It's easier to let it go and it's easier to be non-judgmental, right? When you look at yourself in the mirror and self-reflect. So, um, hey, anyone out there exercising or doing something at least a little bit better than the day before, good for you.
2: Exactly.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. And for some of you guys who are out there that are from the Florida area, I will be down there june 27th to july 1st if you guys want to get together have a beer have a drink with me or have a water uh grab a meal please do so um i know that we're gonna probably do a live episode with stacy when i'm down there and so uh yeah definitely tune into that and thank you for guys for checking in there's a bunch of different people from different backgrounds that tune in and watch the show and if you don't know and it's your first time coming in and you don't know why we're doing this uh the reason why we're doing this is because me and tank we game usually we game pretty much every night but uh we dedicate one game to the bro time to the chill bro time uh where it's just you and your best friend and you're gaming and we always have really deep in-depth conversations all the time and we're like, "Yo, let's try to share some of this with people." And so this is our 96th episode. Um and we're just going to keep doing it. It's two friends that live coast to coast. Uh, That are just having some conversations and now we got Stacy jumping in the conversation So now we got a female element to the show and we just want to keep growing and the if you guys don't know what a cypher is Specifically a smoke cypher. It's just a continual circle that never stops and it keeps moving and that's what we want to do You know um, if you disagree on something, that's fine. We're not always gonna agree on stuff Uh, We don't know I don't always agree with Tom and I don't always agree with uh, all a bunch of people I love in my life But it doesn't mean we can't have conversation. It doesn't mean we can't discuss things. And that's why I try to keep an open forum, not only on my page, but on all the things that I do that are media related. And we could go at it. We can go back and forth and not agree. But your opinions are always welcome as long as you keep it non-personal. And uh, that's what we want to do here. We want you guys to come in and join the conversation with us talk inside the uh the little block there and write your comments and we're going to get back to you we may not get back to you in the show but we'll get back to you after the show if anything and start responding but we really appreciate you guys coming in especially a lot of the jet fans i know that they come in and check my stuff out too uh and, and kind of transferring that over so i appreciate the uh support On all fronts, Um, but let's talk about one more thing before we get out of here. Marijuana in Colorado hit one billion dollars in taxes, and so um, there the amount of and we're talking about one billion dollars that is now being recycled into other projects. I mean, it's it's absolutely ridiculous what marijuana has been able to do for certain cities. I mean, it's a moneymaker. People come out and they're willing to spend money. And a lot of people go out there and they say, oh, well, these are just drug addicts. And it's not, man, because to be honest with you, we're all drug addicts in some form or way. We use something to keep us alive, to keep us going. And some people use different things. And to me, marijuana saved my life. When I was going through some of the things I was going through, when I lost everything, I lost my house, I lost my car, I lost my marriage, lost my bank account. I lost everything. I had to sell all my possessions that I worked for. I was a complete mess. And some of it was of my own doing and a lot of it wasn't. But either way, those were my circumstances and where I was at. And I used marijuana as a tool to rebound and kind of base level. And what it did is it got me back to being a human being and got me back to being Danny. I was so in a grind, law enforcement, security, just go, 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 working nighttime, staying up late, just, just totally just doing stuff that really wasn't me. Like, I'm a funny, outgoing type of jokester person. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a clown, sometimes to a fault. But at the end of the day, I kind of lost who I was. And and using marijuana got me back to the point where I was able to baseline and be like, I am back again. This is me. This is Danny. This is the real person before you. And um, I think that that helps a lot of people in that way. Can it be abused? It can be abused. But anything can be abused. And I don't think, again, I hate the mentality that people have where when just a small amount of people is wrong with it, everybody else has to suffer because these idiots don't know what they're doing. In any population, you're going to have dum-dums, and I guarantee you it's going to be those dum-dums are the ones that are misusing the things that we like to enjoy, so we shouldn't be judging them in that way, but now they're using all the money, all the all the taxes that they're gaining from marijuana year in and year out is now being recycled into the community and creating more taxable things, so marijuana not only creates a revenue and a base for a town, it also it's also funding city projects that are also being taxable, so they're it's like they're getting tax off or tax off or tax off of marijuana it, moving forward. It's it it's crazy, dude. You
1: you know what I was just thinking about because I heard something recently that unemployment is at a record all time low, and I wonder how much the marijuana industry has contributed to that because you don't see that you don't see those numbers, right? right. All you see all you see right now are um, the tax revenue being generated and you see oh how horrible it is there's more DUIs whatever you you we could argue about that all day like people say that there's more DUIs in like the in, in Colorado because uh, because of marijuana but like it, that may not necessarily be the true you, the truth you got to look at what, what was the population increase after it was legalized right it, there might be more DUIs but is it equivalent to the same percentage based on what it what, what the population was before and what the population is now. Are we looking right. at the same percentage, right? Because if you have 10 people in a town, right, and 1% of them uh, are, you know, getting DUIs, right, that's, you know, or one whatever, person. 10%, that's one person. Then you go and you, you jump that number up to 10 million, right? Well, now, obviously, if the percentage is the same, you're going to have the same Percentage, but there's more people. So obviously, right. if there's more people, there's going to be more DUIs, right? So you got to look at those numbers, right? You got to compare apples to apples, um, and and you have to have a, a baseline. But um, I, hey, man, I, I'm all for it because what the stuff I hear is that there that money there's a surplus and it's being pumped into schools, right? Right, and it's being used in positive ways. Um, mm-hmm. Like we we've talked about it before. What you're seeing now is the modern day prohibition right right because alcohol at one point was illegal and there was a black market right the speakeasies you know there was all that but now that's gone because someone found out they can make money and you know that generates revenue well now you've got the same thing going on with marijuana and literally history repeats itself and and people can you know if someone has a point they want to say to argue against it bring it up let's let's talk about it but I feel like it's the same thing. Everybody, there's not, I don't think there's one person you'll ever meet that doesn't take some kind of drug, right? Right. What What do most humans do in the morning, right? I do it, drink a cup of coffee. Caffeine is a drug, man. You know, yep. I think sugar is a drug, mm-hmm, right? Is. Nicotine, a lot of people smoke. Everybody is a drug addict. That's yep. just the way it is, man. There's not one some person you'll jerk meet. jerk off two that times first something. thing in the morning, every day. <laughs> That, that's a drug, right? That's the you know, drug. the the the, the <laughs> chemicals released into the body is a drug, right?
0: <laughs> Sasha Grey is a drug.
1: It, it's you're 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 hijacking your brain. Whatever it is you're doing, you're hijacking your brain to feel differently in some way. So yes. we're all doing it, you know. Obviously, you don't want mm-hmm. people doing fentanyl every day and dying from overdosing, right? But like, I, I think the the you know the facts are pretty clear that marijuana is not like that at all. It's beneficial, and and like even the part of the the part of that plant or or from hemp or, you know the first the, the first car, right? The first fenders made on Ford were made out of the hemp plant. I don't know if people know that. Yeah, but it was the hemp industry was destroyed, <laughs> but it was. But it was. <laughs> um but like you've got you've got people like hey you've got kids that have seizures right and 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 see there's been you know cbd helps that and that's not even psychoactive and that's illegal right come on yeah but Let, let's be real let's get rid of that shit come on it, it helps people um but i think i think things are moving in the right direction for for marijuana and all that because um right. how many states are legal now it's a lot yeah right it used to be only a couple states and you have to have a medical card that was like a back door to get it really um, but now it's legal in a lot of states like you could walk in in, in I I know um, in Colorado it is in California right. it is now um, in Nevada it is I think it is in Washington so there's, there's a whole bunch there's a whole bunch of states oh probably over 10 states I think it is in Massachusetts now so yeah it it's going that direction. It's you know, and if you really think about it, um, people think it's moving slowly, but I think it's kind of moving fast because I think by the end of our lifetime, it'll probably be legal in most of the states, and, and right. you know, we'll, we won't, you know, we'll we'll be dead, and our our kids and their kids, they can they can have free reign all the time. Hey, we got to talk about the real stuff here in the cipher, but um, it's moving in the right direction. That's all I'm saying. Right. I mean, it, the, the the proof is out there.
0: No, the, the proof is out there, but it's kind of scary, though, when as an adult, now that I'm an adult, where you're I'm able to actually look up the data where we weren't able to. Like our parents are ignorant on a lot of different fucking things because they just didn't have the information, man. They just didn't have it at their disposal at any moment. And so they came up with opinions and ideas that are very flawed. And these same people are now running our country. And they just have no idea. And it's like, dude, all there's data and science done on these things. This is not a surprise anymore what marijuana does to people with depression, people with eating disorders, all sorts of stuff, dude. It's crazy. And that's we're just talking about the way it's consumed being high. Then there's topical cream. There's, also, there's all sorts of ways to consume it as well that is also not just smoke. And, and so it's just to, to know all the information, to see the science, which is done by reputable places, and then to have politicians stand up on a stage on your TV screen and talk absolute nonsense, you're like, bro, this is stupid. Why don't we have more scientists, more doctors, more, like, real people that actually have their hands in these things being able to make decisions in this country and to be like, no, dude, you're fucking wrong. Like, there's tons of information on the Internet the last 20 years that could dispel all the things that you're saying. Like, Jeff Sessions, who's not with the Trump administration anymore, just as recently as last year was saying how marijuana is a gateway drug and how people that smoke marijuana are bad people. And you're like, bro, you... You're like a seventy-something-year-old dude. Like you're showing your age, bro. You don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Like it's all, it, like you're just seeing him on stage. Like how come no one has grabbed him? And and, and sorry, like uh, actually, don't even I, I don't even know if I could say that. How someone has not grabbed him and hung him up somewhere? Like you see in other countries, bankers who rip off people, politicians that rip off people. They drag them down the streets, they beat them to set an example. We just sit here and take it and argue amongst us. We argue with our own people and then let these people come in and just do whatever they want year after year after, year after year after year after year after year after year after year without no concern. The right doesn't care about the left. The left doesn't care about the right. Nobody cares. And the only people that get hurt is us. And then we have nothing to hold these people accountable. Like someone should have ripped that dude off a of stage and be like, yo, you're nonsense. You're speaking heresy right now. Like you're keeping stuff from people. And then you, and then we're all Americans, Right. We're all Americans, yet my whole life can be ruined on the East Coast, but you go to the West Coast and you could smoke a joint in front of a police officer and be okay. So how are we all Americans then? It's nonsense. But we let it happen because we're soft and we have a cushy world and we don't have to worry about bombs blasting over our heads for the most part. We live pretty safe and we have locked doors and windows. And so we're living a more cushy life and so we let these people get away with this shit but we we gotta stop, man. We gotta stop with this nonsense. And that's why I'm so happy to see things like magic mushrooms. I, I forgot where it was, but now it's uh, it, it's recreational Oakland,
1: now. Oakland, Oakland decriminalized. It's not it's not like recreational. You can't go out and buy it, but it's decriminalized. So you can't you, get in trouble get, for it. Which is if perfect. you get caught with it in Oakland, then you know you don't get in trouble really. I mean, so and we could we could talk about that too. That's another topic about how that helps people with depression and addiction and all that. Um, but, but it's wild, man. But I think things are going in the right direction.
0: Absolutely. What about you, Stacey? What's your opinion on it?
2: On weed shit. You know what it is, baby. It's always (laughs) shit.
0: (laughs) I thought you were going to do the (laughs) occur after that.
2: Listen, Listen, (laughs) the weirdest thing was that I saw, um, people judging this pregnant girl smoking a uh, joint and then they didn't say anything about the girl smoking a cigarette. Like which one is more harmful for the baby? Right. Like it's horrible that they're judging this girl. I mean, who knows why she's doing it, but I've seen pregnant women do heroin. I see them do crap. Like which one's going to be worse for the child? And it does help a lot of people in different ways. It's helped me, you know, to get off um, four, four and a half years of medication, which my psychiatrist was pushing on me. And not to mention, I used to be very against weed until I realized how amazing it was and how you said it helped me so much become a better person and the real me. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's an amazing thing. And I think, like you said, it's going in the right direction. Everybody just needs to chill out. And we're going to win this thing. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, it's just I'd like to see some of this stuff. Like, it's it's just like it's kind of one of those weird things. Like, when you become an adult, you're like, wow. Like, you thought that, like, there was going to be so much change as yeah. you were growing up. Like, you're going to be like, oh, things are going to be so much different. And two things that I realized. One, a lot of people I know have fallen into just some of the same pathways that their parents or other people have. Like there's people that I know, and, and and life will do that to you, right? Like you get into yeah. certain things, you do certain things, but there's certain people that I know that I'm like, I can't even believe this person is like this now. Like like totally like want like total 360 switch. You're like I can't even believe it, and fall right into the same things that as we were growing up as young adults, mm-hmm. we we're like fighting against, and you're like, wow, oh. you're you're just like everybody else. Like it, it's yeah, crazy everything. how we fall into these roles, and a lot of that has to do with, like, what we do on the every day. Now, I want to bring something up before we go really quick. I posted a poll on our page earlier in the week, and it said, do you love you, what you do for a living? Be honest. And it was 50, 53% of the people said yes. I'm calling bullshit on that, okay? Um, because yeah. I'm calling bullshit on that because And do you – do you like the money that you get? Do you like the perks or whatever? Possibly, yes. But do you love what you do? Because when I scour, and, and I remember, I could see who votes for stuff, and you could see, like, bro, like some of the complaints, some of the things that people have. I think that's a problem, and one of the reasons why society is the way it is, is because – you don't have to be lazy and still want to do what you want to do. Like some people are like, you just got to do what you got to do sometimes. Absolutely. I understand that. Sometimes you got to do that. But you get so many unhappy people in the world because they are not doing what they love or they don't even do anything that they even like. And I think that's why you're seeing so many depressed people and so many people that are down and out. And, you know, and I think that marijuana, to me, in my personal opinion, are tools that you can use to get back to yourself and who you are, and then it also makes you very creative. Like, people have so many things against marijuana. They think that you're Mm -hmm. lazy. They think that you're not motivated. To me, when I smoke, yeah, I want to sometimes sit there and play video games or whatever and do stuff like that, but there's also a lot of times I get super creative and I get a lot of work done, you know, and so, like, and especially because that's my field, and it it, kind of just it eliminates the nonsense and gets you back to being who yourself is. It, it's like a a self-centrement. It, like it's like, and sometimes it can be used in certain ways. If you could smoke and you can laugh with your friends and have a good time, you can you can have a dinner party. You can play games with a group of people. You know, you can go work out. You can go hang out by the beach. You can go mm-hmm. check out the city. You can go to a ball game. You can go to a brewery. You can do anything. It increases to me. Sex is so much better with, with, with using Woo-hoo! that. Like there's so yeah, many you different things that it could. I'm to, a to a different planet, I'm going to Hey, I go into a different planet, baby. <laughs> hey, girl, you already know. You know what it is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but and no. also.
2: What a lot of people don't know, like especially that they don't know about weed, there's different kinds and different strands and different for everybody. It's not just one kind.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's And that's the thing about it. It's a complete science, pretty much, that's been <laughs> broken down by not only the people that are in the field, but people that have studied it outside of the field that don't have any emotional or monetary kind of connection to it. And, and it's just, we're just waiting Basically, it's a form of control because we all know how pharmaceutical companies have their plugs into the government and into our insurance companies, into our doctor's offices and many other things that we do throughout life. And so we're basically waiting for them to change over their stuff. Let's be honest. That's what's really happening right now. They know that marijuana is going to be a huge medical boost uh, in this country. And so all they're doing is they have a bunch of product. They have a bunch of material, they have a bunch of marketing, they have a bunch of everything that are tailored to this certain way of pushing drugs to make money. You can't all of a sudden pull the plug overnight. That's not how business works, you know. So the, at first you have a fight back, you have a push, which they do. They pump money into anti-marijuana jargon to get to try to convince lawmakers and voters to not vote on certain things. But they know it's changing over, and then eventually what they're going to do because they have the money is they're going to get into the marijuana game oh, and they're yeah. going to and yep. they're going to start selling marijuana products, and so. We're just waiting for them basically to get a, get a rid of enough inventory and to be able to get enough people on board so that they're set up and then once all these companies start doing that you'll start seeing medical you'll start seeing marijuana laws dropping like this dude as soon as they're ready you're going to start seeing it right now is we're winning individual battles as humans fighting for our rights but eventually, once they're ready and they're ready to turn the, sh- the shift and start making money, everything will start dropping and eventually it'll be legal. And then there'll be another fight after that because now we're going to be fighting for because now they're going to start controlling the marijuana strains. That's what people don't understand. Monsanto. That's the
1: next thing. Monsanto that's the next is going to get involved. Yeah. But you're not, not gonna be able that. to, You're not going to be able to own seeds as a farmer. Oh, right? yeah, you won't be able Same to own thing marijuana that's going seeds. On with produce, right? Yeah.
0: Not, exactly. not just that, dude. The percentage of the THC in your marijuana. They, The government might say, okay, well, yeah, weed's legal everywhere. And then cities and states, it's illegal everywhere. But you can only sell something that has 43% THC in it. Anything above 43% THC is now deemed illegal, and so then what you'll be having, because you know, remember the police unions, the the jail unions, they're gonna they're gonna start eventually fighting back against all this because they're gonna be losing so much money for all the people they have to let go on marijuana because it's no more it's no longer illegal anymore. So eventually there's gonna be a fight back, and it's gonna be you're gonna hear crazy stories about people on marijuana. Watch, you're gonna see it. Give it like 10 years when it's like legal in most places, and you're gonna see crazy stories of people on marijuana and there's going to be, cause there's going to be that initial push to happiness. And then there's going to, like you said, Tom earlier, where there's eventually, you know, yeah, 1% of 10 people is only one person. But if you have a hundred million people, that's a lot of people, even though a billion might be normal people, a hundred million people doing something stupid, it's still a big amount of people. And so they're going to start saying it's the marijuana. It's too powerful. You know, we gotta, we gotta control the THC strains. And so they're going to start saying, well, Well, you'll have cops that'll pull someone over, they'll find weed in their pocket, they'll test the nug. If the nug is over a certain percentage of something, they'll go to jail. If it's under, they'll let them go. That's what's going to be the future. If we as people don't kind of manage how people po- uh, police and pol- and, and po- do politics, because th- you think they're not going to fight back off of this and they're going to just let us take over and just let marijuana and mushrooms just be like the social norm. No, that's not going to happen. They're going to want to monetize off of it and get back all that the money that they're losing in their losses. And that's one way that they're going to be able to do it. Damn the future no, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna wind up dead tomorrow please don't kill me i'm just talking out loud i'm not <laughs> no. trying to start no revolution or anything like that so if humans, you are listening, and this is as far as it goes i promise you humans don't are always going to
1: look for the, the next like high or the next thing and there's always going to be something to arrest somebody for that's just the way it's going to go it's a cycle it's going to keep going and keep going you know Alcohol is legal now. Marijuana is legal. There's going to be other stuff. You know, that's just the way it goes, man. It's a cycle. History repeats itself.
0: Yep. Just like, you know, I think prostitution should be legal. I think that uh, all the stripping places and all that kind of stuff should be legal. Like, what are we talking about here? You know what I mean? You're controlling people and how they just interact and do things. How is it harming someone You know, because someone wants to have sex or something in a hotel somewhere? How is it harming someone? Because to me, when you put up restrictions, it creates a market because people are going to do what they want to do regardless. And so there's always going to be a market for something if people want it. And so like, by restricting people in certain things – like you wind up actually making things more dangerous for people who are just trying to find an outlet for all these different emotions we have in our, in our body. You know what I mean? And uh, mm-hmm. it, it's just, it's interesting. It's interesting to see where we're going to go, but uh, let's get out of here. It's been over an hour. We're going to go hit the video games uh, and, and all that. Stacy, again, a uh, new member to the team. She's going to be joining us uh, and, and, add, and adding a new dynamic to the team. So thank you for that. Uh, thanks for all the people that checked in. The- the best way that you can help us is by sharing the show, liking the show, and commenting. And listen, I'm, I'm watching you people out there. I watch you all the time. And I see some of the nonsense that you share every <laughs> single day. And I sit here and I see you guys looking at us. You know, you're probably just coming to look at Stacy, but you're here for us too. <laughs> That's and, right. You know, and, and we matter. And so please share, <laughs> share, all- share share and like like the videos that we do and we're going to be doing it uh every single week every thursday 8 p.m eastern time we're coming up on our 100th episode soon so we'll probably do a giveaway um maybe all of us can give something to one of you guys um you know i do the photography tom does the painting maybe stacy will make some kind of uh like asmr thing and give it to you. Yeah, Special request. you yeah so that would be like that would be pretty cool um you know and, and so listen uh, we're going to be talking about some cool stuff, and I hope that you're able to join us in the process as we move forward. So thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Stacy. If you want to play Thanks. video games with us, more than welcome to come. PlayStation awesome. 4. Tag is B-L-K-D-A-N, Black Dan. Uh, I'll be looking for your message. Thank you guys so much. See you next week. Peace.